The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Good afternoon or good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Jill. Welcome or welcome back. Un petit bonsoir à ceux qui écoutent depuis un pays francophone. Um, interesting time. I don't know what was your experience with the, the past weekend. We had a beautiful uh, full moon, a blood moon. I looked at it Monday morning, um, was able to wake up early, and I was surprised to see so much light. And uh, the moon was very high in the sky, it was pretty dark all around, and there's a lake right across where we live, so I could see the reflection of the moon on the lake, which is uh, very inspiring, very beautiful. It was about, about six in the morning. And then, I don't know what happened, I mean, you know, spiritually speaking or karmically speaking, I don't know what this, obviously there's quote-unquote things going on in, in, in the universe that are affecting us as, as human beings, as souls, um, but don't really, I don't really know to what extent, and I, I can only see or feel I experience what I experience in my daytime, not so much in my dream at the moment. And Monday felt like hell. Uh, it was so chaotic. I'm not going to get into all the details, but uh, it felt like hell around me, in the house, in my environment. And there was so much, again, so much chaos and so much friction and so much irritation. Uh, at some point during the day, I kind of exploded. So uh, I was surprised that, again, um, possibly because of the full moon and, and, and the environment in which I, I live in, so many things came together uh, and broke things up. And those things, that, yeah, obviously negative emotions, irritation, frustrations, anger, um, came from within. I have to admit that. And it's... It's good to the extent that I've been talking about emotions and thoughts quite a bit, um, maybe back in February or March. And so it shows to me that there are still, you know, quite a few things within um, that needs to be cleansed in a sense. And um, 
so that's I believe that's part of my path. That's part of my responsibility. I cannot be responsible for anyone else' um, negative emotions. I can provoke them, obviously, by my words or my behavior. But I, I cannot be responsible for what comes from within in other people. And possibly, you know, what comes to mind, if it comes out, maybe it's a good thing. Again, in, like in my, in my case on Monday, it's a reminder that um, those, I call it a reservoir, this reservoir of whatever, um, call it dross or debris or whatever, I mean, uh, karmic, you know, leftovers, uh, is still there. Uh, and it's a good, um, it's a good reminder. I'm very grateful, even though in the middle of the experience, it's extremely, um, I don't know if painful is the word, but it's extremely difficult. Uh, because, you know, things are boiling within. And how do I deal with that? In the heat of the moment, it's, it's very difficult. What I, one thing I wanted to mention about this, this kind of things that are coming from, um, you know, it's a result of our spelunking. It's what we go within to, to observe and to explore and to, to take care of. I guess, again, it's, uh, it's our responsibility on the journey. And there was a, a nice metaphor um, in the Buddhist, uh, when I was a Buddhist for about 15, 20 years, and chanting the mantra called Namyo Renge-kyo. And the, the metaphor was that um, at the bottom of our lives lies mud, you know, all the murky stuff, which we all have to, to some extent, to a large extent, to a small extent. We are humans, obviously. And... Uh, the practice or the chanting of Namyo Renge-kyo, you know, brings that mud into the water. Imagine a glass of water, and at the bottom there's a layer of mud. And what what the Namyo Renge-kyo does is, um, you know, it brings the mud, the particles of mud, into the water. And when the particles get so-called diluted into the water, at least become more visible, that's when we can. Um, we can tackle them. We can uh, cleanse them. And that's the benefit of the practice. And I believe it's the benefit of any practice to be able to take care of our mud, of the mud in, our, in the bottom of our lives. It's also the purpose for spelunking. You know, if we go deep within, or not so deep within, um, just the action, so-called, of, of looking is what really matters. It's the, it's the attitude that we want to tell the universe that, yes, we are searching. We are searching for whatever needs uh, care, whatever needs attention. And um, again, that's what matters. And, and sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it's a question of asking questions. Uh, that's really the theme for today, you know, and that's... Um, Sometimes responses come, and sometimes uh, they don't come. And I will get to that uh, a little later. Uh, I think they, when I was you know, writing some notes about the show last night, I think um, responses always come one way or another. And sometimes when we look back, we realize that uh, perhaps we were asking the wrong question. Or perhaps, 
you know, we didn't need the answer. All the answer came, but in a different way. And um, again, I think it's, it's important that attitude of seeking, you know, asking questions is a way of, of seeking, is a way of trying to understand what goes on in our lives, how we function on the material plane, but also on the spiritual plane, on the psychological plane as well. You know, what makes us stick? Uh, what makes us upset? Obviously, there's a, a strong reaction, a negative reaction on our part when someone does or says something. Uh, it could be an indication that something is, is still, you know, is still um, doing something to us, still moving, still uh, activated. And that's, um, that's the blessing that we get the message, at least that we get a message and hopefully hear it or hear the call. And um, that's the way I look at it. And um, Monday again was uh, one of those days. I mean, I have had some of those days um, already. But what really surprised me is the, the strength the um, the strength of the chaos. Uh, it was really difficult at times, and like something is nagging. It was nagging my mind, and it's you know you see the emotions boiling. I can reflect on the process. It doesn't mean that in a moment I can take care of the emotions, but it's I take it as a gratefully. I take it as a as a good learning experience, and I was able. The good thing too, the timing is that um, usually I schedule a session with my, my coach, my energy coach, uh, Scott Smith, every two weeks. And for whatever reason, I decided to schedule one the week before and this week, which means we had two sessions back to back and not until you know I'm going to be leaving for a trip to Europe next week. So um, I could have waited. But I didn't, and in the end, it was very, very fortunate that um, I was able to reflect with him on what had happened, not so much into the details, but, um, you know, why is these things, why do these things come up, and what do I need to do when they come up? And interestingly, the, the week before, we were working on what he called uh, a gyroscope, 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 of inner peace. So he was building, or we were building together an inner peace gyroscope within me, within my etheric body. And um, when I told him what had happened on Monday, you know, he said to me, gyroscope didn't work. And I said, no, not to full speed yet. And, um, you know, it's one thing to experience inner peace in a fairly calm situation when there's no tension, when there's no diversions in a sense. But it's a very different thing to do it when it's, uh, it's a stressful, stressful time, stressful environment. And um, it made me reflect. And yesterday was a bit better. Yesterday was also a very difficult time. But interestingly speaking, not so much in my environment, but in my mind. There was extreme, extreme tension in my mind. Um, my mind was sending me, you know, very catastrophic uh, scenarios, scenario. 
like things will happen, you know, your, your wife will die in a car accident and that kind of thing. I mean, and the message was very strong and that had happened to me before. And what do I do? And I was thinking about the gyroscope, gyroscope of inner peace. And the only thing I could do is to get back to it and try to center myself and try to listen to something at a deeper level, I realized that those fears were completely irrational and there were others regarding to some discussions I had on Facebook. But um, still, you know, in the middle of this um, tourment in French, in the middle of this tornado, um, how do I center? How do we center ourselves? When there's so much, you know, going on for my mind, it's not easy. And it wasn't so much, you know, it wasn't so much yesterday that I was feeling um, negative thoughts about people. It was more like I was assailed. I was attacked by thoughts coming from, um, I don't know, I call them my dark, the dark foxes. You know, it's like Darth Vader. Uh, fighting the dark forces of the universe that coalesce and, and, uh, and produce something very, um, very hard to deal with in my mind. And, ag- and again, I couldn't, I couldn't push aside those thoughts. Despite their, their, I could see their irrationality. But, um, so, and they, you know, no, I, my, my wife didn't get into an accident, you know, that kind of thing. And then other things also that I had, uh, was sitting on Facebook um, kind of, uh, you know, calmed down. Uh, the tornado, in a sense, um, was over. But for a period of, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes, it was just almost unbearable. And it's something which is happening within. So, again, how do you switch it on or switch it off. It depends how you look at it. And um, I don't quite know. You know, again, I tried to center myself yesterday. I tried to remain calm. I tried to look at uh, what was happening for what it was. You know, again, an illusion. But sometimes, you know, those things coming through our minds, they trick us, they deceive us. And they lead us to take action or make a decision which is not very rational and and most of the time not very wise. So in that case, you know, my my strategy, my advice would be to recognize those thoughts, those um, delusional thoughts for what they are. It's not easy to see their, their nature, their true nature. But I believe that they are there for a reason. I don't know if they are part of the path, part of the experience I need to go through. But uh, here they are, here they were. And so it is, and so it was. At the same time, um, I kind of came across... Um, something on um, on LinkedIn. There was a discussion. I usually don't 
I belong to a few spiritual groups on, on, uh, on LinkedIn. And I usually don't pay attention to those, except this time I did. And this was uh, Monday, I believe. So it, it fit very well with um, what was going on in my mind at the time. Again, because of what I was experiencing in my environment. And the quote from a guy called Norm, N-O-R-M, said, Un unconditional love is the absence of all negative emotions. That means giving up all your negative emotions, not just some of them, with no conditions. And I thought to myself, I know, this guy wants to have a discussion. He wants to stir up the, the pot, in a sense. But um, unconditional love is the absence of all negative emotions. It's, it's a pretty strong statement. And... Um, made me think. I don't think I would agree with that. I think you can still show unconditional love to anyone despite your negative emotions. And you may not have negative emotions towards the person. You may have, like I, the way I call it, a reservoir of negative emotions, which is there and which need be, needs to be taken, taken care of. But unconditional love, to me, it takes a, it almost takes a different channel, uh, a different frequency. And it's, it's something that goes out. In, in the next segment, I would like to talk about, about my, my centering practice in relation to what I learned and what I'm doing with my coach. Again, to, to, help, to help me, to help us when we have a, very tense situations. But I, I don't put again, uh, I don't equate, I don't put together unconditional love and, and negative emotions. And in the first place, you know, if we love ourselves, I think, then we want, we want to, um, to take care of those negative emotions and do something about them. As I said, in the moment, it's very difficult Possibly the best thing is to stand still and try not to react. It's the best, not the easiest. But it doesn't mean that we cannot take care of those emotions at a different time by creating more inner peace. And inner peace is something I would like to talk about again in, in a few minutes. So um, this is where I will stop for now. This idea of dealing with negative emotions and this idea of reaching out for something within which is more peaceful, which is more restful, and I think which is closer to what I will call our true nature. So thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening and being there today, live or not. I was talking about negative emotions and, and inner peace at the same time. And I think it's, um, they go, obviously, you know, they go hand in hand. You know, if you have inner peace, you have a, I would think you would be able to handle negative emotions uh, more easily. And if you have strong negative emotions, then it's difficult to, to maintain a state of inner peace. And last week in my... Um, my Facebook invitation for the show, uh, the topic was dealing with our boundaries last week. I posted um, a nice picture from the, um, the Dalai Lama, a quote from the Dalai Lama that goes along very well with what I want to talk about and address today. It says, he says, uh, inner peace is the key. If you have inner peace, the external problems do not affect your deep sense of peace and tranquility. In that state of mind, you can deal with situations with calmness and reason while keeping your inner happiness. That is very important. Without this inner peace, no matter how comfortable your life is materially, you may still be worried, disturbed, or unhappy because of circumstances. And of quote, and I, and I think there's a lot of um, a lot of truth, a lot of wisdom in this quote. You know, in that state of mind, you can deal with situation with calmness and reason, while keeping your inner happiness. When I think back about what happened about you know, on Monday, all this disturbance and all this chaos in my environment. And I wasn't able to maintain my, my sense of inner peace for sure. 
Um, it doesn't mean I don't have inner peace, but then there's just so much piling up at once. So many external stimuli, which are usually very unpleasant. And, um, and again, the question is, how do I respond within and how do I respond without? As much as possible, I try to maintain my so-called my cool. But um, again, my, my inner peace gyroscope, uh, again, we're talking about this, wasn't really on. It's like, you know, I think about a gyroscope, something you put on top of the car, a shining light in a sense. Except in this case, it's shining within. And, and um, how do you turn it on? And, and I think there's a, you know, there's a reason why those forces of dark, as I call them, I think they manifest in different ways for different people, but that's the way they manifest in my environment. That's the way I recognize them, you know. They, they challenge me to the, challenge me to the edge, challenge me to the utmost. And it's also, it, it's part of my being tested. But I think it's bad also of me building um, an inner peace practice. You know, the more I can handle, obviously or hopefully, the deeper, uh, you know, the deeper my, the deeper within my, my sense of peace is being anchored. And it seems at times that, you know, from moment to moment, this, um, this stimuli, the, the strength of those stimuli is just enhanced. It goes on and on. I mean, I can't always remember uh, back what happened, just details. But the feeling I have when those uh, emotions, negative emotions are being stirred up, I think is, um, is really amazing. So this is what I wanted to say uh, in terms of trying to, to center oneself. And um, mystically also, someone asked me, you know, I was sharing my, my situation over the past two or three days, and especially yesterday, I was sharing that with a friend, and she asked me, what is your grounding practice? So it goes back to what I was saying um, earlier. And what I do very easily when I'm with my coach is to center myself. He has something called the free breath technique. You know, you take free breath and you center yourself in your core being. He calls it the core being. And then from there, when you're really centered, you can do some work, whatever work needs to be done. And, um, you know, most of the time, the distractions are gone. The f some thoughts are still uh, fleeting and traversing my, um, my environment. But most of the time, it feels pretty, um, pretty good pretty centered and that's what I'm trying to do when I do meditation talking about a grounding practice 
which interestingly I, I was able to use yesterday, not so much on Monday, but yesterday I was able when I thought, you know, these thoughts came to mind and tried to make me crazy in a sense. I tried to stay centered. I thought about that inner peace thing, that inner peace practice, that gyroscope. And, um, and again, out of that centeredness, usually I send out positive energies out, out to myself and out to people as well. Energies like light, love, and compassion. My coach says that um, we all have a tube, in a sense, a spiritual tube that links us to our family members or people who are close to us. And he said especially to use that tube when we want to send out energies to our, again, families, spouse, children, and uh, that we will obviously benefit. It's a, it seems like a, a special um, conduit, in a sense to direct that energy. And I'm not, uh, when I meditate, when I really center myself, I'm not, avail- I'm not really able to, to see or envision that tube, but I can see something moving usually. And it's something that, again, there's movement, there's energy, I can tell. Um, when I close my eyes, obviously, and when I try to look in front of myself, I can see a stream, I could feel a stream of energy the same thing when, he, when my coach took me for that gyroscope a week ago. I could see something like, a, it felt a bit like a whirlpool. A whirlpool of energy that was turning. And that was going within. Again, it's something uh, I could tell that just by feeling the movement of the energy, I could tell it was being anchored within and um, it's obviously a positive sign because of all the work that I've been doing with him for almost a year and a half now I have a better a better feel of the energies going through me a better feel a better sense also of what goes on in people's um, their emotions the way they react. It's what you call, I think, usually being an empath. I'm an empath to some extent. Again, I, think I can feel, I can sense the energies of people around me fairly closely. People I know, I guess, it helps. And um, people you don't know or you meet for the first time, it's a bit, um, it's a bit more difficult. You have to use uh, some pointers, in a sense. So that's what I do in my, in my inner practice time. Building that sense of inner peace and sending out energy to people around me. Uh, sending out energy to my mother. I will be seeing her in about two weeks. I learned yesterday that she's not doing very, very well. She's having some minor... Um, ailments plus the fact she's not walking much in fact I think she's using a a wheelchair most of the time and it's um, 
I wouldn't say it's sad, but you know, it makes you reflect on life when you see people, people's vitality going down. And when the mind follows the same path, it's even a bit more, more scary. I talked about my mother quite a bit, so I'm not going to say too much, but um, interestingly, her mind is not, is not quite there anymore. She still believes that she's in a retirement home now, and she still believes that um, she's living in an apartment, that she goes to the market every Saturday, and that she needs to have food in the fridge uh, at least to feed my brother when he comes visit. And I was, you know, trying to fathom the way the, the mind works earlier on this year. And it's interesting that part of our mind is being stuck in time, in a sense. It almost feels almost like a clock that stopped uh, beating. And maybe she's in a situation where she idolizes things. And I assume she's well taken care of. She has everything she needs. She has people who care about her. She has food every time she goes to the cafeteria, to the restaurant, or the retirement home. And yet, I think the mind which takes us in so many different directions, I think also needs, um, needs something to, you know, to keep us alive. There's obviously our, our daily activities, uh, work and taking care of our families and whatever else we need to do. But I, I, I deeply believe that, um, again, the attention we give to our spiritual path, the attention we give to our process of, um, of human revolution, that's the way the Buddhist uh, group I belong to used to call that notion, that notion of human revolution, revolution. Um, trying to, again, take care of the mud in our lives and see how, how we can uh, reduce that mud and take care of the particles that come into the water. It's, um, it's an important process. And I think in the, in the first place, there needs to be awareness, awareness of what goes on in our lives, awareness of the areas that we want to improve or that we want to take care of. And it's not a question of, you know, perfection or being not so perfect. I think it's a question of being worthy and having self-esteem, while at the same time being honest with ourselves, with what can be improved, or what needs to be taken care of. I think honesty is um, is an important um, asset on the path. I think it's fairly easy to deceive other people about what we think or how we feel. 
but we can't really deny our feelings. We can't really deny what we are. So, yes, that's the, that's part of the path. Taking care of those negative emotions when they jump up. And again, they don't jump up out of the blue. They jump up out of somewhere. We can certainly say that they jump up out of our mind, which is most likely true, I guess. I don't want to discuss anything theoretical there. At the same time, from a practical point of view, is what do we do with those emotions? How do we tackle them? How do we search for, you know, the source of those emotions? And um, again, sometimes we ask questions. I don't ask questions about my negative emotions. Where do they come from? It could be um, a very informative question if I were to get the answer. On the other hand, for my practice, for my meditation, I try to, to strengthen that inner peace, that inner compassion aspect of myself, which I believe will benefit others. All the work we do internally, all the spelunking, I guess, is not, is not going to waste. It is what the universe needs. It is our, you know, so many things happening on the earth, so much war, strife. And there's obviously a lot of people, a lot of governments working for peace. And similarly, we need to do the same for ourselves. We often say, you know, as above, so below. So what goes on at the celestial level, at the universal level, is a reflect of what we do within. And I believe that, you know, as many people or more people embark on the path, that's how the karma, the karma of the entire universe, the entire planet Earth, the Lord is being uh, lightened. And I believe there's no other way but doing our own inner work whatever it takes, however how long it might be. It's, um, you know, sometimes when asking questions, it's how long is it going to take me? And um, what do I have to go through? It's the kind of question I, would, I wouldn't be able to answer for anyone else. It's going to take what it's going to take. We don't know what our path is made of. Maybe if we knew, we wouldn't embark on it because perhaps there's just too much. We would scared by the task that is awaiting us. So I think it's much better when we embark and walk and continue on the path, on the spelunking path, that we'd nurture that, that confidence that I call that, that spiritual confidence that is so essential. That's the word that brings us back to the basics, you know, the basics of 
of sitting down, reflecting, daydreaming if you want, but again, attending to the more spiritual elements of our persona. The one that you can't feed with money or, or food. There's something else in us that needs, um, that needs love and care. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And um, that's what I would encourage you to do. To take care of your inner self and to reach out for what I call our true divine nature. I will be saying a few more words about that um, in the last segment uh, in relation to the next um, episode of the show. Thank you very much. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, answering the higher calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening and, um, and being there today. I've been talking uh, quite a bit about our inner path, what comes along, um, the kind of emotions we, um, we experience or we deal with. And... Um, in relation to these questions of uh, asking questions and and, um, 
and nothing comes. I listen within and, and nothing comes. I sorry, I posted a picture on Facebook this week for the invitation and it's a beautiful picture. Uh, most likely taken in a national park in the US, um, possibly Monument Valley. And uh, the sky is very heavy with clouds, heavy clouds, gray clouds. And in the horizon, you can see the sun. I don't know if the sun is setting or, or rising, but it's, it feels like there's a small opening. A very small opening, which is very bright, because obviously the sun is very shining very, very powerfully. And that's, it makes me think about three different layers. You know, the layers, the bottom layer is the earth, which is brown or reddish in color. And then the one in the middle, the very thin layer with a big uh, round circle in the middle is the sun. And then above the sun in the sky, you see all these big clouds, gray and bluish. And it feels about, you know, when I ask that question, it's a question, it's, it's a statement, but it's really a question. It's like, at times I listen, you know, I ask questions and I, I want answers and nothing comes. And... Um, I'm sure it happens to that to so many people. Praying to God or praying to whoever they worship and, and and their prayers they think are not being answered. And sometimes it's a question of uh, of health. You're hoping for a better health, or you're hoping for something to get solved, a material problem, which is could be very serious. And you're hoping for that problem to be solved. And nothing happens. And why? Why is a big question, you know? What I really believe is like, you know, it takes time for those clouds in the sky to disappear. And I was talking about the reservoir, that it's like a hidden reservoir of negative emotions. And we can't see it. I cannot see it. It's lying, you know, dormant, more or less dormant at the bottom of my life. And from time to time, it wakes up. It wakes up, in a sense, every time the dragon roars. Every time the dragon fires, the dragon, whoever, whatever the dragon is in our environment. That's the... The metaphor that comes to mind. So these clouds in the sky, I would think we will dissipate at some time for the effect of the sun. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And sometimes they force us to think about life differently or to approach life differently. And to ask about maybe miracles. In the Buddhist practice where I was, you know, that's what people were practicing for. Sort of miracles or benefits, but 
some benefits were really uh, amazing. And they also included monetary benefit. I would be more concerned at my stage, at depending, you know, based on what I'm doing now, I would be more concerned about, you know, spiritual benefits or psychological benefits, you know, removing a veil in my life, something I cannot see because, because of my blindness. You know, I have the good fortune of being able to function, at least physically, materially as well. You know, we have a, we have a roof above our head, which we didn't have for, I mean, when we traveled here. And so, when it comes to asking questions and, and, and seeing what comes, it would be more about um, spiritual things in my life. You know, how long is it going to take me to go through that veil, that, that impossibility to see what, you know, prevents me from moving? You can sense sometimes that... Um, there's a bit of progress on the path. But things are happening so slowly. A question that really um, intrigues me at the moment is, you know, what is in store for the next, um, for the next few months? You know, we've been talking about big changes in the universe I'm talking about very serious changes in government and the financial systems. You know, so what is in... I mean, I've been reading and, and listening about things for at least three years. So it looks like these big changes are in store somewhere. But um, how soon or how late are they going to come? I have no idea. But more, more personally, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by, you know, the reason that made us move here to the West. It's a fairly different land. The energy feels different. We are facing a fairly large body of water. And I thought to myself, there must be a reason why. You know, why is all of this for? And um, obviously I don't know at this point. My level, of, my level of consciousness, my level of awareness is not at the point where I can perceive things. The only thing I can do at this point is to prepare myself for what is yet to come. And um, again, I don't have any, any clairvoyance or any seeing powers of being able to look into the future. I can have you know, trust and confidence into the future, into the journey that the earth and all its inhabitants are on. It's a beautiful journey. It's not an easy one. There's a lot of work along the path. But I think it's a very worthwhile journey. It's a journey where we can encourage one another. Just like, you know, making our own efforts and seeing some results. It could be very small results. 
it could be very small progress. But, um, and I think it's important to, to see ourselves moving forward. And there's one direction, um, or one, you call it a goal, which is very spiritual, which has to do with our, what I will call our true nature. What is our true nature? What is our true divine nature? This is a big concept. I mean, I'm not um, going to talk about that in details, but um, I see our true divine nature as, you know, the gold within, the Buddha nature, the Christ consciousness. I don't know how Jewish faith calls it or the Muslim faith calls it or all the faith calls it, but there's something within that feels like gold, that feels like divine. It's what we are, all of us at our core. And I think again on the path, it's important that we get closer to that core, day by day, hour by hour. And sometimes we experience setbacks, which is fine, that's what life is all about. I think what is important is not to give up. And we may have days where we're not, we don't feel like sitting in face of our, in front of our altar, in front of our whatever. But I think it's important that overall, we continue on the path and we muster that faith, that faith in, in humanity's goodness, that faith in our own goodness, and that we keep searching for what is within. I deeply believe that's the way to go. And that's the reason I'm doing this show. Talking to you, talking on the waves. Encouraging people to, to take the road, as we say in French, not to hit the road, but to take the, the path and to walk it. To walk the path at your own pace, at our own pace with whatever means, you know, you can use. There's many different kinds of assistance and teachings and um, practices. I mean, I just learned the other day that uh, our neighbor, uh, a man from India, is practicing yoga and meditation every morning for 40 minutes. And it's something that I admire because it's not something I have the discipline to do. And I've never been um, really attracted by yoga, at least divinity yoga. There's so many different kinds of yogas too. But um, it's important again that we all make efforts to, to move forward on the path and to help one another as well. So I wish you well. Next week will be a very different kind of show. I've invited someone called uh, Lyndon Thorpe. She's an English woman living in Japan. She's been living in Japan for a long time. And she has a very interesting life journey practicing Buddhism, um, 
very interesting path. And uh, the discussion we have made me think about this concept of searching for our true nature. So I would encourage you to tune in last week or next week or in the days after, whenever you can, and listen to our dialogue. She will be sharing a lot about our experience in France, in Japan, and also she lived in Australia with the um, indigenous people. So I hope you will be able to tune in with us. She will be there for two shows next week and in three weeks' time. Thank you very much and have a, a wonderful week. I will uh, see you soon. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again.